Welcome to Their Very Best, a podcast where total amateurs make wild proclamations about the work of expert professional musicians, despite having no actual qualifications. You get a shiver in the dark, it's raining in the park, but meantime... And tonight we have a very special guest, the legendary Tom Noto. I'd say that you're making your debut... Bill's brother Tom making his debut here on uh, their very best, except that you're not making your debut. We, we can call it my debut. I'm fine with that. <laughs> so for the benefit of the audience who doesn't know the story, um, we actually recorded this episode on Dire Straits two nights ago, and then I lost all of the audio for it. And so we have to redo it. And Tom, I'm going to ask you to um, try to just do it word for word if you could because it was pretty good yeah I, I i didn't record it on my end but i did remember everything i said you know line by line and okay, so good. but i'm going to do it with a bit of a different inflection this time <laughs> okay <laughs> good <laughs> so bill of course is away as usual again he came in real quick last night um we recorded the boni Vare episode and then he's now he's off again on official business, uh, clandestine operation. I don't know, Europe, could be Asia, could be Africa. You never know where they're going to send him. Could be Boston. Could be, uh, is it Boston? I, I, I don't know. I don't actually know where he is this time. Right. So we'll just have to keep the mystery going. I do feel like I'm finally talking to the source of a lot of Billy's taste. But you're different. You've got different taste, right? You know, just to say it, I'll say it again, Waldron, but he's he's been as big an influence on me as I have on him. You know, just from the fact that I'm a little bit older than him, I was listening to this music a bit earlier than he was. But he's a musician. I'm not. I'm a listener, you know, and I love music. I love rock. I love jazz. But he's got a deeper appreciation and a, I think a stronger vocabulary about it than I ever will. So I'm, you know, happy to be here today and really looking forward to doing this. Uh, but, you know, my brother Bill is not just somebody that I've taught things, but I've learned a lot from him as well. So um, we've listened to six songs together. This is a uh, traditional style, uh, three and three. I'm the host and you're the co-host, and it means that you get the first pick. But you hinted that maybe you would follow a different list of songs this time around. You know, in, in preparing to do this, I listened to a lot of music I hadn't heard in a while. I, you know, listened to probably their foremost or four strongest albums. And, you know, from there, I chose, uh, you know, a handful that I really, I really liked and thought maybe we would talk about a couple of different ones this time. But let's see. OK, cool. Well, you get to make the first call. OK, so my first pick is Lady Writer, which is on Communique. And Communique is not their strongest album. It's a you know pretty standard sophomore effort. In that it's a, a bit like the first and, you know, maybe doesn't break a whole lot of new ground. But I think Lady Writer is a really great song, and I think it's a better song than what it's often compared to, which is uh, Solemn's of Swing, which is on their first album and one of their biggest hits. 
I just think Lady Writer's a little bit stronger. I think the lyrics are a little stronger. And I do love the tempo and the way the, you know, the, the way the song moves forward. So I, lo- I love this song and I'm, I'm glad to talk about it today. Well, I don't dislike it, but I do think this is a an attempt to duplicate as closely as possible the success of Sultans of Swing by um, writing a song that's got the same kind of rhythm, the same harmonic rhythm, the same feel to it, the same solos. Like, um, it's obviously it's a different song, but like I can feel the label saying to them, you know, we need another Sultans of Swing. And this is probably the one they thought was going to be it. And, you know, based on its popularity, I don't think they're wrong either. I mean, yeah. I think it is the the big hit on the album. Yeah, I just look at it as a little bit more, you know, distilled or you know, a little bit tighter than Sultans of Swing. I guess that. Oh, you really hate Sultans of Swing, don't you? I don't hate it. I've heard it a lot, you know, and it was on one of those Columbia House CDs that I bought when I was in school, and <laughs> the Dire Straits Greatest Hits that I got had Sultans of Swing on it, and it, you know played a lot and it's a good song too but I do like Lady Writer Okay. Okay. Don't love it. I feel like getting an okay from you is a, a huge concession. So <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it gives me a chance to jump in and save the day with a better pick. Okay. Right. Go ahead. Now, I'm also considering going off script. Sure. I don't think I will. <laughs> so far, I don't, I don't know if I will. I went first last time to the song Skate Away. Yeah. On um, making movies. And, you know, I've re-listened to every single one of the picks that we made because of the way I prepare to mix the episodes. And so I've had a chance to re-listen to every single one of the picks. I've seen a girl on a one-way car. Down a street. And I still have not figured out between the time we recorded a couple of nights ago and tonight why it is that I know this song so well. I think it has to have been on some mixtape that I had from somewhere because I didn't own this album. There's something about this song that I just know real well. Uh, I don't think it's such a big radio hit that that's where I know it from. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I, man, I was listening to, you know, some pretty standard top 40 pop in 1980. Really? I'm surprised by that. Oh, yeah. And so uh, I don't remember what Skateway was on the radio. And it wasn't something like my parents were inter- interested in or into, you know. I think it's a great song. And I, I would defend it if you choose, you know, to have this as one of your picks. I think it's a good, a good song. I love the way the tempo uh, changes or whatever the right term is for the way it sort of pushes forward when he sings the chorus. I think it's a great song. 
I think that if Billy were here, he would have something to say about these interesting drums with the uh, little delay effect. Maybe that's what's driving the tempo for you. Yeah. I mean, is, it, is the tempo changing? Again, you know, my language is a little... The tempo's not changing, but the... Um the delay effect with the sort of echoey effect that you're getting on those um, snare hits. Yeah. The other thing that, that we talked about last time, and it really is true, is that this chorus, dude, it's so Bruce Springsteen. And I was like, I thought I was making an interesting point um, when I was like, this sounds like Bruce Springsteen. And then we both realized that there were some guys from Springsteen's E Street Band on the on this album. Yeah. Toro, Toro Taxi. See you tomorrow, my son. She's let a big truck grease her hip. She's got a whole world in the sea. And his lyrical style is pretty similar to Springsteen's too, you know, telling a long story over the song. And I, I don't know if this is a great example of that, specifically in Skate Away, but he does tend to do that in some of the other songs on this album, like Romeo and Juliet and uh, Tunnel of Love. Yeah, I, I feel like Skate Away sets up a scene. I don't know what the scene is or looks like, but... You know, it's out on the street, there are cars driving around, and it feels like it's a world. And that, and that sounds like a Springsteen chorus to you. This chorus is complete Springsteen land to me. I mean, from the piano to the sort of melody of yeah. it. You know, Springsteen has a song called Tunnel of Love, too, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and I think it's sort of similar to Skate Away. It sounds like it in a way to me. Well, let's listen real quick to um, Dire Straits' Tunnel of Love. Not the same song, obviously. No. Not my favorite uh, Dire Straits song. Not my favorite Dire Straits album. We talked about it before. This yeah. is 1980 and not the good kind where they recorded it in 79 and released it in 80. Making movies doesn't necessarily sound like an 80s album to me. Right. And maybe I'm a little armored against it uh, compared to, uh, you know, compared to some of their later albums. I thought Making Movies was more of a straight ahead rock album. All right, I'll I'll give it to you. I think you're right and I'm wrong on this one. It's not really an 80s album, and I don't hate it. I mean, you know, Brothers in Arms, which we'll talk about a little bit later, is such an 80s album and so reflective of the times that I, I when I hear that, that's what I hear 80s there, and then this is just like a more straight-ahead approach. And when I hear Making Movies, the album, I, I don't... I don't know. This is my. I don't want to give it away, but I, I do love this album. In my notes for for the Brothers in Arms album, it's it says the '80s finally caught up with them, right? Because so, that's kind of what happened. Like, yeah. I feel like they maybe escaped it a little bit here, 
just barely. And um, but they couldn't hold off until '85, <laughs> which is when yeah. Brothers in Arms is. Well, you gotta you gotta pick. It's your turn. Okay, so you're gonna give us their second best song ever. All right, so I think their second best song, you know, and I mentioned it earlier, but I do think it's on the album Brothers in Arms, and it's the song, the title song, Brothers in Arms. So I don't like most of the slow burn Dire Straits songs. I'm not a big fan of Telegraph Road. I'm not a big fan of Private Investigations. But I think this is a gorgeous song, and it's uh, you know the last song on the album. Uh, I didn't really hear it a whole lot when I was younger. I don't know if it got a lot of radio play. Uh, it's a you know reflection on war and a reflection on you know camaraderie, and I, it means a lot to me at this point in my life. I think it's a great song. Let me bid you farewell. Every man has to die. The first solo is great. Well, it gives us a chance to talk about Knopfler because we talked a little about the personnel before last time we talked, but this whole band is all about Mark Knopfler. Like, it wouldn't exist. We had a disagreement, Bill and I, when we talked about the talking heads, and he was like, you know... David Byrne isn't the only talking head. And I was like, yeah, I had to concede the point in the recording of it. But since then, every time I've listened to that episode, I've thought, you know what? He's wrong. Yeah. Because David Byrne was going to be huge no matter what. And uh, Tina Weymouth and her husband, I forget what his name is, were never going to be. Uh, is it Tom? Because it's Tom Tom Club. I don't know. <laughs> might be Tom Tom. You know. Well, that is that, there is that one Tom Tom Club song that I just can't live without that right. I love. But like, they were not going to like burn up the world if they didn't have David Byrne in the thing and David Byrne yeah. could have like taken over any band probably and turned it into his thing it was a good alchemy between them but I think he was the driving force musically and you know from the idea perspective also and yeah. this band is pretty much just only about Mark Knopfler yeah well his brother was in the band with him in their first couple of albums uh, Dave Knopfler, I guess, or David Knopfler. And I don't know much about, you know, how they agreed to stop working together. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm always interested in brothers working together. I have a brother, you know, we've had a great uh, relationship, but I would say we're best friends now and haven't always been. And so to be in a, you know, high pressure environment, like being in a rock band with your brother must be pretty tough. So, you know, think about the kinks, think about Dire Straits, think about some of these other bands with brothers in them and, and how they manage to stay friends, stay together and stay family it must be pretty difficult. Tom, are you saying that, that I'm not Bill's best friend? <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to, I think you can have more than one best friend. Yeah. Uh, but I also think that uh, it's true that, you know, Billy and I tended to butt heads a lot more when we were teenagers and even earlier than we do now. So last time I said that In the Gallery was my second pick, mm -hmm. and I love it. And I'll play it for a second here. It's 
to me, this is quintessential Mark Knopfler on the guitar. Playing super clean expressions and really precise bends and... It's just beautiful. However, we already listened to that, so I'm going to try something else here real quick. Sure. So you had mentioned four albums, right? And then you mentioned some other thing that is... Love Over Gold was my fifth. Well, the other one is called On Every Street. Yeah, that's their last album together as a band. And I had bought this in 1991, so it's in my collection. Yeah. Well, the good news for Dire Straits and for us is that the 80s are over. It's 91 now. Right. And what I loved about the song Calling Elvis is it's just such a, it's a return to the sort of countrified sound that, that's in the first album, and which I love. And the little um, call-outs to all the different Elvis songs, it's kind of neat, you know, neat and clever. Tell him I'm song it's a great song and his voice has changed a lot from some of his earlier work he's he seems to be a lot smoother it's a cute song and i like it a lot and i don't know if i like it better than in the gallery but if i'm feeling a little more lighthearted, then yeah then I might call for this song instead of uh, In the Gallery. I also think it would make a great Traveling Wilbury song. <sighs> Interesting. Would have been good outro music to use. Alright, it is time time for you to declare what you think is their very best and even though i know what it is i'm going to let you declare it sure well i'm going to stay with my previous pick it's romeo and juliet i love struck romeo sing the streets of serenade off the album making movies it's a great six minute song i think eight minutes is too long six minutes is just right for a song like this it tells a long story has a beginning a middle and end and also is beautifully played when we talked about this a couple of nights ago it gave us a chance to talk about the resonator guitar and i would be willing to rehab that conversation with you if we can do it no we can't because last night billy and i talked about the resonator guitar when we were talking about bon Iver. Oh, okay. So I can't reuse that stuff. The movie song. 
What I can do, though, I mean, we can talk about how clearly it's played. And beautifully with, again, it's Mark Knopfler precision. And I agree, it's, it's a top pick. Both dirty, both mean. Yes, and the dream was just the same. And I dreamed your dream for you. And now your dream is real. How can you look at me as if I was just another one of your deals? When you can fall for change yourself. Let me ask you this, Waldron. I mean, I, you know, not knowing if it's right or not. Is there a flamenco influence on Mark Knopfler? I don't think there is, but I, I get where you're coming from. You know, there is a um, strummy, picky uh, precision to flamenco yeah. that is, we'll call it cousin to the, the style that Knopfler has. But I don't think he's influenced by um, yeah. flamenco. But if we learn otherwise, because somebody sends an email to wrong at theirverybest.com and says, you don't know what you're talking about, you should have researched it. And I think that, that would be great. Right. We can claim that we, you know, saw it and heard it, just weren't really sure. Well, you can claim it. And, <laughs> and I can't. And I'm supposed to be the guitarist, but I'm also sometimes the guy that gets things wrong a lot. So I'm okay with that. I can't do the talk like the talk on the TV. And I can't do a love song like the way it's meant to be. I can't do everything, but I'll do anything for you. All right, Tom, it's time. I have the honor to declare their very best song. I have not changed my mind between two nights ago and tonight. The very best song by Dire Straits is, improbably, a song called Water of Love. which is on the first album, Dire Straits. Let's listen to it. He's got the slide on that resonator, that national guitar. The song rolls along. It's set in the presumably in the, you know, in the desert in the western United States. Song feels like that, and thematically it, it puts us there also. I am dry in the long hot day Lost and lonely every way And is he singing like a chorus with himself, or is it just a... All around, sky up above. Reverb that I hear. Who's here? I don't hear a, a double, but it does have an effect that kind of takes you there. Yeah. Well heard. He's adding a lot of expression into this, and and I don't feel like that's something you can easily do if you're going to double yourself. If you want to have it be precise, although it's a nice effect when they're 
similar but not exactly the same and you've got a lot of expression in two different voices that's a neat effect but i don't hear it here someday Represented in my playlists, this song. Tom, are you a playlist guy? Yeah, I do build playlists. I've got one with, you know, two or three hundred songs in it, and another with maybe like two or three thousand songs that I just keep adding to over time. Ah, oh, I see. I'm not going to mention my yacht rock playlist because I don't know <laughs> if that really would be your thing. <laughs> I'm curious, what's on it? I mean, Michael McDonald. Yeah, it's a, it's Christopher Cross, Michael McDonald, uh, stuff of that time. The, the Doobie Brothers, of course. Well, maybe you can adjudicate... Seals and Crofts. Maybe you can adjudicate an open question that we left in our very first Steely Dan episode, which I don't recommend people listen to because it was sort of a pilot. But, you know, the question was, is it Yacht Rock, Steely Dan? And... We decided in the moment that it was not Yacht Rock. I think Steely Dan kind of transcends Yacht Rock a little bit because the Yacht Rock Yacht Rock songs that I think of are really mostly one-hit wonders. Right. You know, I think a couple of their songs are, like Ricky Don't Lose That Number is definitely a Yacht Rock type song. But, right. you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a Steely Dan guy. decided again Tom what do you think is it decided I think it's decided Southbound again decided for dire straits do you want to make the proclamations again or shall we share the honors I you make the you proclaim the best album their best album is definitely making movies. I disagree with that, but I'm going to, to be a, good, a gracious host, I'm going to let you proclaim that. And that's going to be the official best album, making movies. Hey, thank you. But I, I will not relent declaring the very best song, Water of Love, from the album Dire Straits. What year was that? That was... 78? 78. Uh, it's a beautiful song. And a great pick and not one that I've listened to very much so thank you the people the fans the very besties need to get in touch even if you're not a very bestie you need to get in touch we've got Twitter at their very best we've got Instagram at their very best Facebook there's a page their very best email contact at their very best.com for disagreements on email we currently have wrong at their very best.com but um, we're probably going to add false at their very best.com also I like it yeah their very best.com 
is the website that's got all the playlists and the um, episodes and everything. So I feel like I don't need to give you any notes here. Okay, I'm just going to launch right into this because sure. you're now a you're now an expert. I'm ready. We're going to do more of these, so beware. Watch out. <laughs> we'll be offering more unsolicited wrong opinions in the near future. I'm Waldron. And I'm Tom. And thanks for listening to their very best. That was great, man. Thank you. That was well done. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs>